appreciators. Good morning, Twin Cities, and welcome to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's Kathy Menard here um, in studio with you and Dr. Nicole Peralt calling in from her home, I think, um, in Wisconsin. So good morning to everybody. I hope you're having a great weekend. Good morning to you, Dr. Nicole, and how are you today? Good morning. Doing well. Hanging in there, Kathy. <laughs> good, good, good. You Are you at home or are you at the clinic or getting ready for an... Uh, I'm at home. Okay. All right. Well, yep, I'm at home. <laughs> well, we appreciate you calling in so much. Um, I hope everybody had a good Passover and Easter weekend and uh, last weekend there. And, and I hope that things are going well for everybody. Kind of sort of turning the, the uh, corner here with the weather. Um, and so I hope um, everybody's... Uh, doing well with that wherever you are in the state. I know we had some tough weather predictions yesterday, so I hope everybody's doing okay today. But anyways, a happy Sunday to you, pet appreciators. Did you uh, did you hear about the story about Daisy? I think she's like a, a mutt, you know, but maybe mixed with uh, some sort of a hunting dog. Um, you know, she has those like springer spots or whatever on her, but she's a short hair. A dog named Daisy in Washington State. Did you hear about her, Doctor Nicole? Um, I, I don't. I guess I don't know yet. Maybe if okay. You, I, I don't think I did. <laughs> Daisy, I just. It's a sad story. Okay, but oh. but it's Daisy and her owner, a, a retired gentleman, um, will go hiking a lot. You know, they live in Washington State. They would go hiking a lot, and um, they left in the morning. And one evening, they just weren't back yet and so his wife called and of course there was a search and that kind of thing and I believe it didn't say exactly in the article that I read which was on CNN.com but um, no they did they did find the gentleman and he had passed away but the part that touches me so much is that Daisy stayed by his side and was barking and barking and barking and it was through her bark that the searchers followed her barking sounds and was able to locate where the gentleman was, her owner. I mean, it's very, very sad, of course. But I just, it was like Daisy. I mean, she just stayed there for at least 24 hours, right by his side, barking and barking Um and and led the searchers right to her. No, I didn't cer- certainly didn't mean to start start off on such a sad note, but I mean I just I just can't get that dog out of my mind and just the the loyalty of that dog. And you know, smart too, just to kind of stay there, you know? Um and obviously through the night, I bet she was scared herself, but um but you know, I just was so amazed by that. I thought maybe you had read about that or heard about that, but you know, it's one of those amazing stories of dogs and, and the relationships they have with their owners and how there's a lot of help between the two species. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yep, yeah. You hear those stories a lot, even like children and, you know, getting, you know, running away, not running away, but kind of finding their way away from the home and, and the dog goes with them and stays with them. Yeah, they're just animals are so amazing. They really are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, but anyways, I know that um, you, I know one of the topics that I want to get to, and and it's one that you're actually dealing with right now as a pet owner, not just as a veterinarian that I'm sure you would deal with every day, but as a pet owner. So that's always a little different perspective when it's your own pet. But I thought real quick here, uh, Dr. Nicole, we could um, get right into that issue, which is which is anal glands. It's such a common issue, but I think there's a lot of um, misunderstanding about it out there. And um, I'm wondering if we can just do a quick refresher with that. Yeah, absolutely. Excuse me. I have a sore throat, so I hope I don't sound too much like a a man here. No, I don't (laughs) think so. I promise it is me. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, so, you know, anal glands, like you said, are a very common, common, common issue that we see kind of every day. And I've kind of always been blessed to never have animals that have ever had issues with them. So when you're actually dealing with it, it kind of makes you um, empathize a little bit with, with other pet owners and, and their pets. Um, but the anal glands are kind of at like 4 and 8 o'clock there, um, you know, kind of anatomically. And usually anal glands just express on their own when the animal has a bowel movement. And so the only times that we actually, excuse me, see an issue 
with these are, you know, in animals that might have allergies or they might have an issue where they need a higher fiber um, component to their diet. Um, but there are also issues where they can get abscesses, they can get infected, you know, they can get, they can actually have a tumor that forms in the anal gland. And so, you know, usually owners will notice an animal that might be licking that area or they might be scooting um, or just acting a little bit off. And so my own dog, Millie, who is going to be 13, um, I had noticed her, um, you know, a couple, maybe a week or so ago, uh, kind of licking a little bit more. And so I looked back there and didn't see anything abnormal. Um, so I just figured, I don't know, maybe she, who knows. But um, then a couple days ago, you know, happened to notice that there was a swelling back there. And, of course, me, you know, I immediately go to the worst-case scenario. I skip over all the, like, normal, like, rational things, and I go to the most irrational possibility. <laughs> um, so, of course, I was kind of freaking out, thinking that, oh, my gosh, does she have an anal gland mass? You know, she's an older dog. So I brought her with me to work that day, um, you know, and checked the area, um, did a rectal exam. And I, I do think it's just an abscess. Um, she was very, very painful. And so she's been on medications, you know, antibiotics, pain medications, things like that. Um, and then after after those meds kind of run their course, I'll recheck that area to make sure it doesn't feel like there is actually a mass. Um, but it is scary because you can't, there was no way that I could really rule out that it wasn't a mass aside from I could have taken an aspirate with a needle, but the area was just so painful. Um, the other thought was, you know, well, maybe I just need to sedate her um, so that I can really get a good idea of what's going on, um, kind of flush that anal gland out, express it, lance it, do all that stuff. Unfortunately, which is kind of always a frustrating thing when it happens to your pets is the schedule was booked. And so there was no spot where I could actually help my own animal. <laughs> so that was a little bit frustrating. Um, so we kind of took the route of doing, you know, the go home meds. So we did antibiotics, we did anti-inflammatories. Um, I was going to try to do some warm compresses on the area. Haven't had a chance to even do that yet. So, um, but she's doing very, very well, but it's kind of one of those things that you just don't know. And so you kind of have to let them run their course a little bit. Um, it seems like the area is much less painful. It's much less swollen. So I'm kind of crossing my fingers and praying that it's just, you know, it, it was just an abscess. Um, but one funny thing to note is that, you know, I I recommend all the time to clients, you know, I I, <laughs> I lay out their treatment plan and it usually will include, you know, a cone, like a the cone of shame, unfortunately. But do you think I'm actually listening to myself with my own dog? No, it's like I'm a non-compliant owner. <laughs> so I was like, this is not good. I should listen. I should practice what I preach more. So I might need to get her a little cone today. I might need to go on a little adventure to get one of those because I did not bring one home for the weekend. Good idea. But I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing because I did the same thing. I didn't practice what I preached this morning either. I didn't. <laughs> And um, I don't even know if I want to share it, but you're braver than I am. So, <laughs> but I, um, but, um, but yeah, so it sounds like she'll probably be okay, but um, it's, it's always easier giving advice, isn't it? Than thinking, you know, than, you know, always 100% applying it to yourself. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's such a, a minor, simple thing. You know, it's, it's whatever, but, um, and uh, yeah, so so um you, you did mention um that sometimes every once in a while there that it could be a tumor with the anal gland thing yep. but is there and like i've been really lucky too i haven't had any dogs with those issues so i don't even like think about it but i know that there's some that just have to have their anal glands extracted regularly and you know so yeah, far i don't even happen to have oh go ahead oh no you go ahead that's okay well in some struggle with it so severely that they need their anal glands removed. I mean, it is it is such a common, like every week when I look at the schedule, like the tech appointments, it'll be like anal glands, anal glands, anal glands. And I'm like, what what's going on here? <laughs> you know. And I think the majority of those dogs, like, you know, like we talked about, are probably allergy dogs um, or, you know, they have, you know, different dietary, they may need a different food, like a higher fiber food or, or something like that. Um, one other one other thing that I've found is that, you know, like I said, the anal glands are usually at 8 o'clock and 4 o'clock, just kind of right and left, right inside their little rear end back there. 
Um, but some dogs have them further down, so further ventrally, like um, toward the lower end of their little rear end. And if you can imagine, those, the dogs that have that type of conformation, they're not really going to going to be able to express them naturally when they have a bowel movement because that's not where stool will be at. And so I think those dogs commonly have more issues because there is no force that's actually expressing them on their own, if that makes any sense. So those are the ones that I find have often had to either have them removed, you know, or they need, you know, owners at home that know how to express them or they come into the clinic to do it. But, um, but it is quite a, just, a very, very common issue. I've often wondered that myself, like, wow, this is a large part of the schedule every week. Like, what what can we be doing here to stop some of this? Well, and and that actually, when you were talking about that, that just popped into my head, too. Like, and, and of course, we don't have enough time before the commercial break. So just remind me two questions, and I'm taking notes here, so hopefully I'll remember. But when we come back on, you know, just so you have something to to know where I'm going here, Dr. Nicole, during the commercial break. But, <laughs> but like, why is that? Is it a diet thing? Is it something that's been increased since there's so many different types of food out there, and 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 dogs have been more domesticated in terms of being in our house more, being more a part of our lives as opposed to just being like in the 40s, 50s, 60s, dogs just in the backyard. You know what I mean? So has there been a change in that at all? I'm just wondering. Um, but again, you can't answer it because commercial, of course. So we'll <laughs> we'll uh, start up with that again on the other side. Please stay with us, pet appreciators. Hi, it's Tom Hartman. You know, Continental Diamond is special for a lot of reasons. The owners are Jimmy and Helene Pessis, a husband and wife team who had a dream to open their own store more than 30 years ago. They built a business that is the gold standard. The readers of Minnesota Bride Magazine have named Continental Diamond the best jeweler for the last seven years. Why? Amazing, friendly, no-pressure customer service, a selection of fine diamonds and design jewelry unlike anywhere else, and the fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies are pretty great, too. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and at ContinentalDiamond.com. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. Get 50 bucks for your trade-in regardless of condition when you buy new appliances from Warner Stellion. Minnesota's appliance specialists beat the competition once again with guaranteed sale prices, trusted fast free local delivery, and now for a limited time, 50 bucks for every appliance you replace with a qualifying model. Replace your tired, inefficient appliances and get $50 trade-in rebates. The more you replace, the more you save. For a very limited time, exclusively from Minnesota's own original appliance specialist, Warner Stellion. Hello, humans. This is me, Elite Krug, with Elite 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. This week's show is about systemic racism and historical trauma that have touched many in St. Paul. We'll be talking about the Rondo neighborhood's destruction due to I-94. I'll have a group of idealistic teens who've created a powerful documentary on the subject. Very informative. Tune in, please. Elite 2.0 Radio, engaging in real on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hey, this is your favorite producer, Eric. I'm here with Hunter, your other favorite producer. And we've got a new show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. So tune in for Mission Accomplishers, the podcast-broadcast hybrid hosted by the fellas. You'd be amazed at what we can accomplish. We'd love for you to check it out and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. What missions have we accomplished? We're working on it. So tune in every Saturday at 7 p.m. for Mission Accomplishers and find out. I put the program in place to protect the country.
Thanks for sticking with us, Pet Appreciators. And if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Kathy Menard here, your host, along with our co-host, Dr. Nicole Peralt, calling in from her home in beautiful Wisconsin. So, um, but, but anyways, we were in the middle of a conversation about anal glands, something pretty simple. Not all pet owners go through this, but some have to deal with it a lot. And I had a couple follow-up questions for Dr. Nicole. And one of them, Dr. Nicole, was just like you were saying, you know, your schedule seems to be packed with that sometimes. And I'm kind of wondering, has the the veterinary field, veterinary field, seen a change in that at all? I mean, I know there's more dogs than ever, more pets than ever, blah, blah, blah. But has there been, you know, a spike in anal gland issues and is it related to diet? Because you you have talked about changing their food, adding more fiber or whatever. And so is that always the go-to thing to deal with, trying to improve anal gland issues? Well, I think the most important part is, you know, to make sure that the dog or cat is having a good rectal exam um, to be able to, to tell, okay, is this, an infection. Well, first off, are the anal glands in the right anatomical location where they should be able to be expressed when the animal has a bowel movement? That I think is the very most important for for animals that do have that, you know, where they're in the right location. Then we kind of wonder, okay, well, what's causing this? And so, um, one of the things I, I, I touched on a little bit is that they they often get infections, and so. One of the things that we'll do is we'll express the anal gland a little bit, but they, we can also take this little tiny syringe with a little like catheter tip and then we can flush the anal gland. So you flush it really thoroughly to like clean it out. Um, and then we put medicine in that anal gland. I find that that works tremendously versus putting these animals on oral antibiotics and things like that. Um, so that usually clears that up. And then you wonder, well, why did this happen in the first place? In my experience, and this probably isn't the same everywhere, but those animals usually have allergies. So, excuse me, maybe they need to be on a novel protein diet or they need to be on, you know, another type of food. Maybe they need to have, um, you know, allergy testing and figure out what truly they're all allergic to and then potentially do, you know, allergy injections at home to try to combat some of that. I think that some of that can help. Um Secondary, though, you know, if, if the anal glands, excuse me, are not in the right anatomical position, those are the ones that are so frustrating, and that's probably why those animals are having issues. And th- those are cases where they, they probably do need to come in more frequently and have them expressed, you know, or some owners learn how to do it at home, um, or in severe cases, they can have them removed. Um, th- those are the ones I feel the worst for, for those, for those owners and those animals, because there really is no chance of a bowel movement helping those anal glands express because they're too far ventrally or lower. And so, of course, they're just going to get full and full and full and more full. And then eventually they either, you know, start to leak on their own after the dog has been scooting and licking and just going crazy, you know, or they, they can rupture or abscess. And then you're in, you know, a condition like excuse me, like I'm in because I never really noticed Millie doing any scooting or anything like that. She did a little bit of licking and then that stopped. Um, you know, in hindsight, I wonder, had I done a rectal exam at that point, you know, when she was licking, you know, yes, I probably would have found a big anal gland that I probably could have expressed and maybe at that point flushed and put medicine in. Um, but, you know, I was at home and I didn't have any gloves and poor Millie, she probably would have thought I was very strange owner doing that to her at home. So <laughs> in hindsight, I probably should have, you know, brought her with me to work one day and check that out. But hopefully that kind of covers that part. Um, you know, the other, the other option, like I said, was allergies. And that's, that's a huge component, I think, of, of all of this. Allergies and, and how it's tied into anal gland issues. Yep. Yep, allergies and, you know, if you think about an animal that has allergies, they often will have anal gland issues, you know, they'll have ear infections, they'll lick their feet, you know, they'll have, um, you know, just areas around their eyes that are, they look a little hairless. So many issues with allergies, you know, we see changes with the anal glands as well. Interesting. Okay. So that's, so if you're, if you're a new, well, 
I don't want to say a new pet owner, but if you're a pet owner whose dog has just recently been diagnosed with possible allergies, and maybe you're doing a food trial or something like that, or trying different diets, just pay attention to the to the signs and symptoms of anal gland issues, correct? Yep, absolutely. You, you did mention that every once in a while, doesn't sound like it's super um, common, but please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, that every once in a while a tumor could could grow in there. Are there any other um, odd and kind of worrisome health issues that can be traced back to anal glands? Because right now it seems like, you know, more just maybe an infection or allergies and very, very treatable. Right. So there, there are, they do get anal gland adenocarcinoma, which is, of course, like I mentioned, where my irrational brain went immediately with my own dog. But in those cases, let's say you might notice a dog that has had issues with anal glands, you know, maybe every couple of months. And every time you do a rectal exam, it feels just full and you express it. In those cases, you know, when you express the anal gland down, and you should feel like a very flat, thin-walled anal gland. Like I try to think of it like a grape with a thickened like outer part of the grape, if that makes sense. <laughs> and so you should feel that kind of flattened anal sac. And if you don't, if you feel like a little bit like a a small thickening in there, those are cases where I recommend that owners, you know, have the anal glands flushed. There could be some scar tissue in there. There could be some, you know, bacteria that's kind of adhered to the wall of the anal gland. But in those cases, that's what we watch for. You know, if that thickening starts to feel could this be a mass? Well, in those cases, we should probably do some type of cytology to make sure that that's not the case. Um, and then certainly if, if there's a, ever a concern, you know, looking at removing removing the anal gland and sending it in for histopathology to make sure that there's no evidence of cancer or anything like that. Certainly when you feel an actual anal gland mass, it's pretty hard to mistake it. They're very, very hard. They're not generally painful, at least in my experience. Um, you know, some owners may say, you know, my dog has been having thinner stools lately or a harder time defecating. Then on rectal exam, you can feel that the anal gland is enlarged and it's kind of crowding, you know, the rectum there so that they can't pass a normal stool. Um, in those cases, I know there are probably many veterinarians who can remove them on their own, um, that's a scary thing to me in that area. You're right next to the wall of the colon, the rectum there. You know, there there is a chance that if you go through that, you know, or if you're too close, I mean, that dog could, you know, potentially have some fecal incontinence type of issues. So for me, those are, those are surgeries that usually the big boarded surgeons would come in and do. Um, but yeah, so I think, I think it's not as common. I think anal gland infections, and just full anal glands and dogs scooting and licking and all of that. That is so common, whereas the tumors and the other kind of rare options like scarring or scar tissue and things like that are less common, okay. at least to me and what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. So I I certainly don't want anybody to get uh, scared away by that just by, you know, talking about the tumors and stuff. But it's, it's good to know. You know, it's just good to know. And um, we are going into another commercial break. Uh, pet appreciators, please stay with us. Art lovers, it's time to celebrate, learn about, and collect local art at the St. Paul Art Crawl, running April 26th to 28th. The Spring St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, is a must-do experience that you will love. Over the weekend, you will have the chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries. Up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 34 locations. Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for your own. And when you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community, too, with free transit passes. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the Art Crawl. Be sure to get details at stpaulartcrawl.org. That's stpaulartcrawl.org. At Mother Earth Gardens, we've been selling heirloom and open-pollinated plants for your backyard homestead since 1994. 
We research our products and we handpick every pot, trellis, and gift. So if you love 50-plus varieties of tomatoes, native planting for pollinators, and a shocking variety of annuals and perennials, make the journey to one of our two locations, South Minneapolis across from the Riverview Theater and Northeast at Stinson and Lowry. Small footprint, surprising selection. MotherEarthGarden.com Marjorie Prime, running April 19th to May 19th, is produced through a partnership of Prime Productions and Park Square Theater. Marjorie Prime explores family dynamics, aging, and memories assisted by artificial intelligence. Join me, Lori Fitz, host of Connections Radio Show, for a post-show talkback on April 28th's matinee show. Joined by Professor Maria Ginny, we'll explore what's in store in the future with our relationships to robotics and artificial intelligence. Get your tickets to the show by going to parksquaretheater.org. Dad, don't you have a delusional My Dad is Radio Host Matt McNeil opening line for this ad? I'll let you speak from your heart this time, son. Sure. I drive a Rudy Luther Toyota Sienna. It handles great, even during nasty weather, and it carries all my stuff. I play baseball, and the Sienna has room for half the team and all our gear. The Sienna is great. Having another driver in the family is a stress reliever, but knowing he's driving himself, his sisters, and his friends in a reliable and safe Toyota Sienna is peace of mind. Thanks, Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Tom Hartman here telling you that solar energy isn't just for environmentalists. Switching to all-energy solar is actually perfect for reducing your carbon footprint while also saving money on your monthly electric bill. The fact that solar panels cause no earth-harming emissions while it's producing energy is a bonus. Who in the world could object to that? But they can also help you save money month after month for decades. And they do it with a clean footprint. So go green and start saving money today by visiting allenergysolar.com. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today is mostly cloudy with a high near 52. Tonight, chance of rain with a low around 40. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 53. Tuesday, cloudy with a high near 49. And Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a high near 54. The Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is Nightingale. They offer something for everyone's taste buds, from seafood to unbelievable vegetarian options. Come visit them at 2551 Lindale Avenue South in Minneapolis. More details at eatlocalminnesota.com. Welcome back, Pet Appreciators. Welcome back to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Thanks for hanging out with us on this uh, Sunday morning, a fairly lovely Sunday morning. Uh, Not quite as warm as I would like it to be, but uh, a fairly nice Sunday morning. And I hope it's going well for you guys, too. Um, Dr. Nicole um, uh, was just finishing up a conversation here, sort of information sharing about issues with anal glands. And um, Dr. Nicole, I just I have one more follow up question. I'm sorry, um, and and maybe this doesn't have actually it probably doesn't have a lot to do with anal glands, but it it does have to do with oh I hate to say it on air, but just stools, you know, because of the line of business I'm in, which if you don't know, uh, pet appreciators, I own the urban dog, very large dog walking, and doggy daycare and boarding and cat sitting and blah, blah, blah business. Um, Now we're approaching 21 years actually. But, you know, you can imagine, you know, how much we pick up after the dogs, especially with the doggy daycare and the boarding. And, you know, there, there are some dogs consistently that just have more challenging stools. And it's not, it's not the, the type of dogs that you know, they're young and they get into something and so you got a day or two of difficulty. Um, you know, these are just dogs that are just, I think difficult stools are just part of who they are. And <laughs> it's not always a topic that I want to bring up with owners because, you know, if you know me and work with me, if there's some serious concerns, I will definitely bring them up. But I try very hard to take care of as much as I can myself and, um, you know, have it be as stress-free as possible for the owners. And um, so I I would never be somebody that would – I would never be a dog walker or daycare provider. We we call it field trips because we do both indoor activities, you know, at one of our facilities and then a lot outdoors as well. I kind of like to be mobile. Um, and or boarding, you know, um, but but the dogs that 
are just more difficult stools. I just wouldn't go to the owners and just say, hey, you know, have, have you thought about changing their diet or whatever? Like, I don't want to, like, stress them out. but And I don't want them to think that I find it annoying or whatever. You know, I would never want them to, to think that. But is there, like, in a real kind and professional way, how do you approach owners with dogs? Because maybe they, you know, when the dogs are with me all the time, they probably really don't pick up after their dog that much. Or if they're owners that just kind of let their dogs go in the yard, but then they don't spend a lot of time in the yard, they might not know, you know. Um, or if they have a, a cleanup service, which, by the way, pet appreciators would be a great um, gift now that we have a Mother's Day approaching. I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but it just dawned on me. For those of you who are thinking about unique Mother's Day gifts for pet owners, a backyard cleanup company would be, I think, just the best gift for some pet owners, especially the ones that don't spend a lot of time in their backyards and don't do a lot of pickup. So, um, But just as a side note there. But how, how do you – I mean it just seems like – um, it's probably diet related, but maybe it's just just their guts and how their guts are made. I don't know. What do you think about that odd topic? Well, I, I think it definitely makes a lot of sense, and I that's actually one thing I excuse me forgot to even mention. So you always do a great job of. I'm always like, oh, I forgot to talk about that. Good job, Kathy. <laughs> so animals that have loose stools, those are animals that those anal glands will never get the chance to really express on their own. And that's kind of one of the reasons I mentioned adding fiber because it bulks up the stool and that allows the anal glands to express, if that makes any sense. But if the stools are loose, they're just kind of passing through without triggering those anal glands to express or or helping them to express, if that makes sense. Um, So I definitely think there are a lot of people in the world that, They've always just known that their dog has loose stools intermittently, and they think that that's normal. It's certainly not normal. Um, you know, whether or not that animal has, you know, inflammatory bowel disease, they can have signs of this for years and years and years before it kind of becomes like an emergency type of situation. Um, there are animals that can have things like lymphangiectasia, where they need to be on a really super low-fat prescription diet. They may need vitamin B12 injections, things like that, or, or at least vitamin B12 tablets. Um, so I guess can we can we, these, oh. can we just um, stay on the vitamin B12 for just a second? Yeah. What does that do? If they go on that, what does that firm things up? I'm sorry to even talk about this on the air, but is that... I know we're probably grossing so many people out on Sunday morning. Especially but. if they've never <laughs> tuned in before. They're like, whoa. <laughs> At least it's a little bit past breakfast time, right? Oh, yeah. good point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but it's like a day of brunch. So we're probably... It'd be a normal oh. thing on a normal day, but Sunday is like brunch. So. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, and my favorite so, meal. I'll always think about this. Okay. Um, but but like, does is, is the purpose of B12 or one of the effects of making sure you have enough B12, is that, does that help? No. So the reason why we put animals on B12, it's basically cobalamin. Um, so what, what vitamin B12 supplementation does is it helps absorption in the small intestine. So in the ileum of the small intestine intestine, excuse me, it's a small little um, portion of the gut. And so that animals that have inflammatory bowel disease or they have pancreatitis or they have lymphangiectasia, all of these different issues with their gut, they all have malabsorptive problems. So they can't absorb exactly what they need. And so vitamin B12 definitely helps with that. It helps absorption in that part of the ileum. And so, or I should say of the small intestine, and so that is kind of a mainstay of treatment. And so even for, for me, like we have a lot of, of animals in our rescue, you know, who come to us with a, a myriad of problems, you know, inflammatory bowel, all of that. And so a lot of them, mainly cats, are on vitamin B12 supplementation every 7 to 14 days. Um, they get a shot under their skin. Sometimes we even wean them down to like every 30 days. But that kind of is one of the treatment plans. And so that's why I definitely think... Some people think that having loose stools intermittently is normal. It's definitely not. Um, and so I think you would be right in, in talking to them and saying, you know, it is a little bit strange, you know, and it, it could be when they're with you, they're excited and they're, or they're a little stressed or they're 
everything is sped up in their body, so they might have loose stools when they're somewhere that they're excited or stressed. But you could say, you know, are they having loose stools at home? And and like you mentioned, some owners might say, oh, I don't know. They go out and they, they go in the woods. I don't know. Um, and so that's a common answer at the clinic because every, every appointment we will ask, how are their stools? And the majority of people say, oh, I don't know. They just go outside. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, well, then you don't really know. But um, if they are having loose stools, I think the very first step is to check a fecal, um, just a, a nice stool sample, make sure there's no parasites or anything like Giardia or anything like that. And then if that's normal, then I would potentially look at blood work because there are a lot of changes in blood work, like the um, the proteins can be low. And if a dog or cat has loose stool with low proteins, those are the animals that sometimes need you know, a prescription novel diet. There might be animals that need a raw diet. I don't know much about that, but I know some people use that. Um, and some of these animals actually need to be on steroids, B12, you know, probiotics, all these different things. Um, so definitely I think you're on the right track. It certainly is not normal. Right, right. And I know too. And, and I don't want anybody feeling guilty out there, but, um, I do know that some, um, sometimes when they know that their dog is going to be going to, you know, going with us and, and being out on walks all day, if they sign up for the, the full day adventure, the full day field trip, you know, they'll be at the building and they can have a fenced in area outside to go. I know that some, and again, if you're listening, don't feel guilty, but I know that some just, you know, might give their dog that one treat the night before that always gives them diarrhea. But if they're going with Kathy, you know, the next day they'll be outside all day. So everything will be okay. <laughs> so, but, um, but sometimes that happens, you know, I know too, but then there's, there's, and there's two dogs in mind. They're both really big breeds too, that I just think, gosh, I just wonder, I don't, I, I hate to say things because I don't want the owners to think that I'm complaining, you know, um, but um, cause that's not it. You know what I mean? But it, it, You're just it worried. Yeah. yeah and, it, and stools can, are signs and symptoms of, of, of things. And it's important to pay attention to that or whatever. So, no, I appreciate that. Just, just crazy topic. We can probably move on, move on from that. <laughs> so, um, but I did want to do just a, a quick little, a little sort of notation. Um, you know, last week we replayed the, the show that we did the week before, the week before uh, uh, Easter and Passover weekend. And that was the show with Sarah Whitman, who was the, um, not who was, but she is a uh, canine nutritionist, and she just had a wealth of information. But she spent a lot of time, um, I think almost one segment, talking about that whole grain-free diet and the issues with that and why that is and blah, blah, blah. And it's just as a quick follow up to that, um, I just, it was just the other day, little Loa's mom, um, uh, you know, she sent some, I don't know, we had just finished boarding and I forgot to return the food. <clears throat> and in between, she had gone to the vet for a checkup or whatever. And the, and the, the doctor was now, the veterinarian was now saying no grain free food. Not at all because of what she, found in any tests or anything like that. But so I just sort of toss, you know, we, we just weren't going to give her that food anymore. But, um, but that's the first time since, you know, this sort of small discussions here and there, newspaper articles here and there, you know, and then listening to Sarah talk, it's the first time that I heard a veterinarian say, nope, take her off the grain-free diet. And I just kind of wonder what all these stores are going to do that are just plum packed full of grain-free food. Yeah, it is. And I think it's so confusing and sad to the owners, too, because for me, like, I'll tell them something, and then they go to the pet store, and they're listening to what the pet store is telling them. And there's nothing more frustrating to me than when I hear that, because it's like I'm telling you out of the out of like true concern for your dog <laughs> or your cat. And then when they go someplace, someone is telling them something else. And it's just, yeah, it is, it is hard. It's frustrating, but I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I, it's just really a scary time right now to feed animals. It really is. Well, and I feel like there isn't a consistent message. There isn't a consistent no. message on every new source. And there could be, there could very well be, you know, this is, right. it's just a, pure factual science science kind of based 
it's reality. So it's just can be a very clear message. And I don't know why I'm not seeing it in all the main places. You know what I mean? Or at the very least, and of course, I'm running out of time here. But at the very, very least, if you just bought a big bag, you know, maybe your dog isn't in any sort of danger right now. Maybe it takes, you know, months and months or years and years of feeding just this before those signs come up. But of course, they come up fast and furious and often too late, which is the real scary thing about it. But can you do a little bit of mixing and matching grain-free with regular? You know what I mean? Just, just right. I just think of people with the financial issues. That's tough. You know what I mean? If, you're, if your budget only allows for so much, you already spent it, now what? But anyways, one more segment to go, Pet Appreciators. We hope that you stay with us. I'm Nick Slavic, proprietor of the Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration Company. I've been a craftsman for 25 years. You'll not find someone who loves their job more than me. The process of painting your home could not be easier. Go to nickslavic.com, click on the button, paint my walls, or paint my cabinets. I'll personally be in contact with you to get an estimate, either in-home or a free virtual estimate. We move furniture, vacuum, sweep, dust, and put your home back the way we found it. We're not like other contractors. At Total Dog Company, you have the opportunity to shop local. We stock dog foods made in Minnesota and Wisconsin, such as American Natural Premium. Like all the foods we sell at Total Dog Company, American Natural Premium contains no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives, and no ingredients from China. It is premium nutrition without a premium price. Find Total Dog Company in New Hope right off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. April showers bring May flowers, but make sure no flowers are growing out of your carpet this spring. You know that bacteria and allergens build up in your carpeting, crushing hopes and dreams of healthy indoor air. Only my friends at Zero Res clean with healthy, clean-powered water. Call Zero Res right now, 952-ZERO-RES, or go online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and tell them you want the AM950 special. Zero Res, spell it backward or forward, it spells the same. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuchke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our secret animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. We are awake Find a wide selection of outdoor hearth products at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Whether you prefer wood or gas, Woodland Stoves has the fire to fit your home. Pizza aficionados know nothing matches masonry oven baking for capturing flavor and nutrition. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces can easily install one in your home or business. Enthusiasts use these ovens year-round for bread making, wood roasting, even grilling. The mission and passion of Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces is to make the fire work for you. The way humans relate to fire is primordial. We have used fire to warm our bodies, cook our meals, and kindle our spirits. Our team has the know-how to do this in a clean-burning and environmentally smart way. Visit our store and experience the diversity. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin. See us online at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that fits and works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Here, pet appreciators, uh, and this is a pet connection show here with Kathy Menard and Dr. Nicole Peralt. I'm here on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. You know, if you have a little bit of spring fever there with your pups, there's a couple activities going on that you might want to check out. Um, and and there's lots more too than what I'm just going to say, but I'm just going to mention a couple of them. But always, you know, keep in mind. That if you're looking for something to do with your pets, uh, the event page at SidewalkDog.com is a great place to go. It's also a great place if you're a dog business or like a rescue. 
um, and you want to post events that you're having and you want to invite people, let them know, you know, what's going on. That's a great place to, you know, to post. And it's free. As far as I, I remember, all that posting is free um, to let people know. So, but there's a, um, a fundraiser right downtown Minneapolis today near the community college in the Basilica. But it's at, uh, uh, you know, the Butcher and the Boar restaurant. It's for the Save a Bull rescue group. And they've been around for a long time doing great, great work. Um, and I know that they have a silent auction and some other things, you know, going on. And it's as far as I know, it's dog friendly. So um, if you're downtown or near downtown, that might be something you might want to check out. And also Doga, which I think I'm saying it right, but I'm not 100% sure. I think there's some ongoing Doga classes, but definitely tonight um, from 7 to 8 in the evening, if you're looking for a nice kind of different wind down thing to do with your, your dog, what a great bonding thing too. Um, but it's at the Twin Cities Obedience Training Club, and that's over northeast, I believe, off Broadway. So, um, but anyways, um, check check out what SidewalkDog.com has to offer because um, there's some unique events going on, unique things to do. And sometimes if it doesn't fit your schedule, um, you know, it might trigger some fun and creative ideas for you, you know, and for you and your pet. So I would definitely do that. I always think of two of the Arboretum. They have a nice dog space to walk or a space outdoors to walk with your dogs. And um, that might be great as well. Dogs, I said that plural, as if everybody has multiple dogs like Dr. Nicole and I do. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, Dr. Nicole, uh, we do a lot of um, dog walking and, and helping with pet care at different assisted living places. And one of the owners asked me, you know, just yesterday, hey, Kathy, um, is it too early to do the, the flea and the tick? And I thought, okay. We just spoke about this a couple weeks ago, I think. I think Dr. Nicole just talked about this. I think, I think, on the radio show a couple weeks ago. What did she say? What did she say? Couldn't pull it out of my memory. But I told her, I don't think it's too early. And I said, um, (laughs) okay, yeah. I just said, I don't think it's too early because I thought April, hey, that's a safe month to say something like that. (laughs) So, um, but what do you, I know you you brought it up, so I don't want to have you repeat stuff that you did just a little bit ago, but just very quick, your thoughts on that. The ticks are out. They are crawling all over people's clothes when they come in. They're they're out with a vengeance. Yes, it's time. (laughs) Okay. Unfortunately. (laughs) Okay. So they're out. All right. Okay. And stuff that you feel comfortable recommending over the counter stuff at the store, pet stores, or do you think that, you know, going into the vet, finding the right um, formula mix, you know what I mean, would be good? Or what do you think? Well, I'm always going to recommend the stuff that, that veterinarians stand behind just because I, I know that, that what you're getting is it's an actual regulated product. Um, not too long ago, I um, somebody had posted something on Facebook where they had ordered something from some online type of pharmacy and when they got it to their house the word the word dogs was spelled wrong <laughs> it was like flea and tick prevention for your dogs and it was like d-o-s-g like it was very disturbing and so like I, just the fact that there was a spelling error like I, I would not trust I would you couldn't pay me a million dollars to put that product on my dog or to give my dog that product. So I, I say recommend, you know, follow your veterinarian's advice. We're not going to steer you wrong. We have pets ourselves that we use these products on. You just have to use caution with any animal that may have had seizures. You don't want to use those products on those dogs. Right. Very, very good point. Dogs with seizures. Oh, yes. I know I, I have one that that has seizures here too. Um, so, yep. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, we'll be consulting you again here very soon. Time for their checkups. Um, but anyways, Dr. Nicole, you may or may not agree with, um, with people's decisions to use homemade or maybe more natural or organic methods. But can you just speak to that a little bit? Uh, what you know about it, what you agree, what you don't agree. You don't have to get into any sort of personal pitch and I, I'm not even sure how you feel, but I know that oh, there's yeah. some, that, you know, will, um, especially if they're boarding, you know, this time of year and then into the summer, we'll send along like a quote unquote home re- homemade um, type thing, even though I'm sure it's not homemade. But you know what I mean? It kind of falls under that category. Yeah. So I, I definitely am fine with, you know, I, I, I wish I knew more about holistic approaches and things like that. I just 
unfortunately don't have a lot of extra time for for adding anything in, but um, I'm fine with that as long as the products work. Um, more often than not, what we're seeing is these animals are still getting Lyme disease and things like that, and I, I that's that's awful. We never want someone, we never want an animal to actually get Lyme disease because their owner is afraid of putting on a preventative or feeding a preventative um, or doing a Lyme vaccine. You know that that just hurts. <laughs> you know, so um, I think as long as these products work and they're not toxic, causing other problems. I think it's fine. I, I won't. I will. I'm the first to admit I don't know a lot about those, but um, I know that our products work, and so those are the ones that I usually recommend. Right. Right. Okay. Because I everybody has their own philosophy, and I'm not here yep. to judge anything. And and I know that you don't want to do that either. But you got to right. follow your gut <laughs> and and um, whatever you you feel is best. But. I always say the same thing, you know, follow your vet's recommendation because they're the ones that spent eight years studying, you know, so um, and and deal with these scenarios, wide variety of scenarios every single day. Um, but but we do value what you believe in as well. You know what I mean? It's right. just one of those things. Yeah. yeah. So um, we just have less than two minutes, Dr. Nicole. Anything new with your rescue that you want to update, update us on? Any sort of fundraisers or anything coming up? Well, um, we actually have, it's the last day of our spring auction um, today. Um, it's, it ends tonight at 8 o'clock p.m., and it's a it's a purse, tote, and wallet, and, like, bag auction. It's been kind of fun. It's the first time we're trying out a new auction site. Um, so you could go to our, res- or to our website. Um, it's toughstartrescue.weebly.com, and they might prompt you to go to the site. Um, otherwise, on Facebook, you can just search Tough Start Rescue, and the posts are all over that page. Um, we've been busy just promoting it. And there are some really cute things on there that don't even have bids yet. Like, for instance, I actually bought a coach purse for the auction, and it doesn't even have one bid yet, Kathy. <laughs> so I was kind of bummed about that. But I don't know if people are waiting until the last minute. Um, but there's some really cute, you know, animal wallets. There's a sloth wallet, a cat wallet. Um, there's some little coach wristlets, a coach purse, a couple coach purses, some really cute um, 31 bags and things like that. So there's a lot of cute stuff on there um, if anybody wants to check it out. It's been fun, but we're, yeah, it ends tonight at 8 o'clock tonight. Oh, and I didn't even know about it, so I'm glad that you brought it up. And, yeah, good uh, job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so super. Okay, good luck with that. Pet appreciators, good luck with you and your pets as we enter a new week. Hopefully more consistent weather, warmer weather. I hope. We wish you and your pets the very, very best start to the week. Take care, everybody.